Thanks for listening to this episode of Two Heels and Face Wrestling Podcast. We have a bit of a different episode that we're bringing you today, and you shouldn't be surprised. If you listen to our podcast, you know that we like to, we pride ourselves and we take every opportunity to be different. And an opportunity came our way, and we, we seized that opportunity. So to give you a little bit of context, I'm sitting here. This is Charlie, by the way, if you don't know me already. And I'm sitting here in Chris Ramiro's place of work. Chris, how is your, what is this, Tuesday? How's your Tuesday going? It's uh, it's, it's going good. Mm-hmm. It's a bit, um, as I was talking to you about, uh, about, you, about it briefly, mm-hmm. um, I'm soon to go on vacay. So it's always a little stressful before going away. Yep. Um, just because I feel like I need to get as much stuff done as I can before I leave so I can fully be on vacation. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is work-related things, correct? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Other than that, I mean, I think this past weekend was a great weekend for for wrestling for us. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, talking about, you know, different things. This is the first time I've attended a, a wrestling theme play. Yeah, I'd, I guess I didn't know of there ever being one. I've never heard of one, mm-hmm. a wrestling theme play. But we were contacted by uh, Rory Jobst, who, and looking at the... A uh, little booklet that we have here. I know he's in here somewhere. I'm um, trying to find his. He's the producer, the producer of this play. Okay. Um, we were contacted by him via email, a uh, fan of the show, I guess, and reached out to info at twoheelsandface.com. If you ever need to email us, that's where we are. And asked if we wanted to cover this play that he was producing. So the name of the play is the elaborate entrance of Chad Deity, and it is based around wrestling. It's a wrestling-themed play. So we were contacted, and we said, sure. You know, we're, we're going to get comped, comp tickets, if you will. We're part of the press. Press passes. Holla at you, boys. This is our first kind of um, opportunity to do something like this, so it was really cool that we were contacted and, I guess, you know, known enough or stumbled upon by Rory or whoever stumbled upon us, and uh, I guess he enjoyed the show and wanted us to help cover it. So we were like, sure, you know, I I, I, I don't have, actually, I was stage crew manager in high school. I didn't know really? if you knew that. Yeah. No, I didn't know that. I told people to move stuff like in between plays and or in between scenes in my high school play. So <laughs> that's, that's about the only theater <laughs> experience I have. But my girlfriend, Margaret, huge in the theater. Um, shout out to Curtain Call Theater in New Lenox, Illinois. Her mother helps run that. And Margaret was oh. like, yeah, Margaret was like the, stu- like, uh, she went to Lincoln Way Central. So like pretty mm-hmm. big high school yeah. in New Lenox. And she got, I think the lead role a couple times or like the secondary lead, whatever that's okay. called, um, a couple times and was, she's like secretly, secretly a, a theater geek or okay. and she was in choir and like whatever you want to call them. So I've been to, I've been to like a ton of plays recently since dating her in the last what five years, it, because she loves it. So like every opportunity, like we've been to Hamilton, we've been to Aladdin, we've been to Book of Mormon, and like, and then like all like local stuff at Current Call Theater in New Lenox, Illinois. Uh-huh. So I was it was like all preparing me for this moment to be <laughs> to be a culmination. Yeah, to to watch a, a play about wrestling. But um, so I was like I was like yeah like mm-hmm. cool like I know the rules of theater. Like no, you know, no pictures before. Mm-hmm. Like you tell, you wish people to break a leg, and you don't wish them good luck. There's like all the it's it's this okay. whole it's this whole subculture that we dove into. So I was uh, a little prepped for it, um, and I was like, sure, yeah, I'll watch a play about wrestling. Wrestling is kind of a play in itself, 
Um, and we were like, hell yeah, we'll come watch your play and uh, talk about it on our podcast because we like to be different. So what did you think when you, when they, they first reached out to us? Um, I was like, sure, why not? Yeah. Um, I'm not a theater geek, neither is Carla. <laughs> okay. Um, but we do enjoy going to plays. Um, yeah. And because initially the, the my first thought is like, oh, well, to play, you know, even though, you know, they want us to go out there or whatever and just check out the show, mm-hmm. I'll still pay for Carla's ticket to come out and, you know, and, and watch or whatever and enjoy yeah. the play with us. Um, and I know you mentioned, you know, you'll probably tell Margaret or so, but for me, um, Carla just had to stay home. We're getting mm-hmm. things ready. Uh, and you know, she, she ended up like, you know what, just go ahead. We'll watch SummerSlam later. So we'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which we didn't get to, um, we watched SummerSlam, the both of us, mm-hmm. um, after, after the show, after the show. Um, so, um, yeah, so Carla couldn't go, but I wouldn't mind pain and going to go see the play again so carla gets to watch yeah yeah i reckon i I actually want to get her her feedback on it like i want to i want to see what she thinks of it i completely agree and and just to let you know this episode is going to be only about the elaborate entrance of chad deity uh that's Mm -hmm. the way we're breaking it down we're going to talk about the play and yes we highly recommend this play uh we enjoyed it and we'll talk a little bit more about it but i would go again as well just to have margaret see it Mm -hmm. just to get her take on it because i've been trying to like get her into wrestling because you know like I said, wrestling is it's it's scripted entertainment. Like a play is scripted entertainment. So mm-hmm. why doesn't my, my question would be like why doesn't Margaret like wrestling more? <laughs> so I've uh-huh. been trying to like like and she knows what it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I don't know. Maybe I don't I don't know if seeing this play will turn her into a fan. Probably not. But I would recommend I would go see it again with her. And I right, right after it was done, I texted my buddy Frank Montalacino. Mm-hmm. Frank Montalacino has been on the other podcast that I do and is a aspiring actor okay. in Chicago. Like Frank could probably, Frank would be great for this play to act in it, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I'm not right. an expert. But, uh, and and Frank, he doesn't follow current product, but he follows, um, he was a huge fan of like Hollywood Hogan. So like okay. he watched a lot when we grew up and watched mm-hmm. wrestling and actually was Hollywood Hogan for Halloween once. And I was Eric Bischoff. And right, we had like okay. this whole NWO crew. Um, I, should, I should try posting pictures of that on our Twitter. But I recommend it to him, and I would recommend it to anyone else who is a fan of plays, is a fan yeah. of wrestling. Um, we showed up. So, um, did you want to get anything before I kind of hop into that no, our experience? Let's, let's go through the experience, bro. Because I mean, uh, we we got there, um, scored some free parking, by the way. Shout out to free parking. <laughs> right. Shout out to Sundays free parking in Chicago. Didn't know <laughs> didn't know it was a thing, but you're like, hey, go check that meter. Yeah, yeah, like I've, you know, that's, you know, from driving a lot, driving in the city, driving all over the place, mm-hmm. you kind of tend to have that radar for free parking. So I think I got that down pretty good. <laughs> and we were able to get some free parking, walked probably, what, two blocks, if anything? Yeah. To to the theater. Um, it was it was up, it was in Wrigleyville, this, this area. Um, and by the way, this play, before I say it, is by, is, uh, by Christopher Diaz directed by jeremy aluma gotta mention that mm-hmm. and it was put on it was at the straw dog theater so we were up north more north than i usually go i really don't go to wrigleyville area unless it's four cup games okay like i'm getting to the point where i hate going to that Rig- i hate going to that area because everyone is so is so much younger than me oh. and, and 10 mm-hmm. times drunker than i like to get at this at this yeah at the ripe age of 27 <laughs> um so i don't go that far north rarely ever um it was at the straw dog theater 1802 West 
Bernice. Am I saying that right? Berenice. Berenice. Yeah. Berenice yeah. Avenue, Chicago. And but the the company that put it on is Red Theater Chicago at redtheater.org. So to clear that up, to clear up kind of where we were and and what the venue is named and but who put on the show, mm-hmm. so to speak. So you picked me up. We were heading north. We got some free parking. Right. Walked uh, a couple blocks. Picked up a, a Red Bull along the way. I was struggling. I was in I was in Michigan the day before, and it was just one of those days where you're just like on a boat with the sun and mm-hmm. and booze. So like the next very day, very tough day. <laughs> well, the next day you have zero energy. I meant to take a one hour nap and ended up being two. Uh-huh. And it's becoming a habit where like you wake me up ten minutes before <laughs> before I show up. I, I wake up ten minutes before you show mm-hmm. up, and then we go to a wrestling thing. It's becoming a, a habit for us on Sundays. So, yeah, so we get there, mm-hmm. and uh, I found it funny that they had uh, WWE posters. Yeah, they in had, the, like... In the little lobby area. They did They did a really good job of all of the details, like, mm-hmm. making it feel uh, like a wrestling atmosphere. Like, as soon as you walk in, like, oh, there's wrestling things going on around here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they were, like, older posters. They weren't, like... Mm-hmm. They were, like, the posters you get in, like, what? What do you get those in, like, DVDs of older pay-per-views, right? Or, or probably... Um, I think uh, did you ever signed up or oh, like a magazine the, the WW magazine WWF magazine? You know what? I don't think I did, but I'm I'm confident. My grandma like my grandma gives me a bunch of shit because she's she's so nice. Mm-hmm. I'm confident like she gave me a bunch of wrestling magazines once and like had the it's like those pull out posters that kind of yeah, mm-hmm. live inside those magazines. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh-huh. Um, I remember just real quick story. Uh, those magazines like I didn't know the words or anything. Like I didn't know English, but I. I I got a hold of <laughs> this one. This is when you were young. Yeah, this is right when now. I was young. You know English. When I <laughs> clearly or I try. Um, anyway, so I, I got a magazine. I'm like, oh, this is so cool. It's wrestling, whatever. Um, and I and I remember perfectly that the subscription for the year, I think it was like 19.99. And that, that's a that, steal. And, and that at, whole year. At that point, my dad was like, oh shit, you're crazy. You think I'm gonna spend this much money on this? But now I think back and I was like. Was it really a lot of money back in the day? Come bucks on, a year. Dad. You I don't can know. Spot that. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, I would always love uh, getting my hands on those, and I normally would get those at like garage sales or something, or somebody yeah. would know, like, oh, he likes wrestling. Here, take this ten old magazine, ten year old magazine. And like the poster is not very big. Uh huh. <laughs> like the poster you pull out of there, it's not like you hang it on your wall, and it's uh-huh. the size of like a like this dryer. I'm sitting right next to a dry erase board. Which is a pretty big board. Yeah, it's probably like an eight and a half by eleven sheet. Well, no, yeah, it's like maybe a, a little bigger. You just fold it out anyway. It's like a size of uh-huh. legal paper. Uh huh. It's like that size. But uh, but yeah, details like you were saying, it it, it was cool. Um, they also had a uh, in kind donation in exchange for water or beer. Yeah, you uh, obviously chose a beer. Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I I picked up a PBR. Yeah. Um, and Air Cannon must have been through there earlier or something. <laughs> I don't know. Made, made some, you know, dropped off some PBRs for, mm-hmm. for us. No Modelos, unfortunately. No Modelos, but it was all right. Um, That's becoming a problem. We need to go to places that have Modelos if we're going to watch wrestling. Hey, if you're not trying to make it out to Wrigley, we could always go to the um, Guaranteed Field. Guaranteed State. Rate? Yeah. Oh. I mean, well, they're, they're having a, a Hispanic night, and it's advertised by Modelos, so... Is it right? Re- is it really? Yeah, that's smart. Um, you know, I'm not a huge fan of White Sox baseball, so I might pass on that one. I'm not a huge one. fan of baseball in general, but <laughs> hey, they got Modelo's. They're gonna have a craft beer night coming up, so put me as put me as a highly questionable. <laughs> all right, for that one. Uh, all right, so yeah, so then we walk in, and the stage is a wrestling ring, which I thought was super cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had a, they had a big chalk before we walked in. They had a big chalkboard. 
which was kind of had like kind of a wrestling ring drawn on on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, we get inside. It's a it's a very intimate venue, right? So yeah. this is a smaller Chicago theater. There's like three to four rows on each side, um, and there's three sides of seats. And yeah, the stage. You're really close to the stage. Like we were yeah, like anywhere five you feet sit, from it. You're, mm-hmm. you're you're right there. Um, yeah, it's a wrestling ring. It's mm-hmm. got red, white, and blue ropes. It's got like the mat. It looks like a it looks like that same cloth, almost that same material. Yeah, I mean, and, and mm-hmm. throughout the play, uh, not to get too ahead, but like they're taking some bumps, and there it was just, bumps. It looks just like it feels and sounds like a wrestling ring. Yeah, it so. sounds like really loud. You know, mm-hmm. like when you're at when you're at like a freelancer AW show, some big bumps, you're gonna hear mm-hmm. that noise, and like mm-hmm. you're gonna if you're trying to have a conversation, it's gonna be difficult just because there's so <laughs> much banging. But it, that's what it felt like. Mm-hmm. So it was cool to have that intimate kind of feel. Right, so we picked out our seats. We sent a couple of tweets before the show mm-hmm. started. They had uh, entrance music, right? It, during uh, in between acts or in between in bet- silent parts, where you kind of waiting for the next things to happen. They had, mm-hmm. uh, um, and it took me a while to notice. Yeah, they had like pa- <laughs> Bailey's theme was playing, mm-hmm. Kevin Owens, Rollins, but very maybe. softly to the point where you could just kind of still interact with the person next to you. Yeah, but if you were a wrestling mark like oh shit that's so-and-so song you know but by the way so-and-so. did you like look at the the crowd that was kind of in the, i felt like we were i felt like when we walked in everyone was like oh those guys are actual wrestling fans did you kind of get that feeling when uh, you walked in yes well mm-hmm. i mean then again what were you wearing i was wearing a wrestling with unicorn shirt shout out to wrestling with unicorns right and, and like cargo the, shorts right and i had the uh two heels in a face prototype Pro- we have a prototype shirt mm-hmm. Right, so, um, you know, I had that, and as soon as we walked in, they were like, oh, I'm assuming you're with two heels and a face. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yep. Yeah, so the people that kind of were very nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, just like any play, like, once it starts, uh, to me at least, um, you know, I like to think of it, like, going, and I think because, um, like, back in, I don't know, I was, like, probably sixth grade or so, I went to a play, they're like, oh, if you've never witnessed a play, like think of it as you're going into a dark room and you're not going to understand the whole lot. Because if you go into a dark room, you can't really see what's going on. But eventually, who said you this st- to you? Uh, the the stage people before we they okay. start off the play. They're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, when you go to a play, you normally go into it as you know you're you're going to not really understand what's going on, but eventually, you know, things are going to make sense. And you're yeah, gonna, so that uh analogy always plays in my head before i start a play okay that's interesting because mm-hmm. usually like the first are you talking about kind of like the first the opening scene of a play or uh, a play just, in general so at yeah. first like like you know if you go into a dark room everything is dark but eventually you start making out patterns because your eyes adjust objects. yeah your eyes mm-hmm. adjust so that's how you kind of kind of how your mind is when entering a play at least that's what they told me and i've always believed that okay i can i can get down with that analogy so mm-hmm. um that's i'm like all right let's see what this is about just kind of whatever i don't understand just kind of I won't question it i'll just follow the story right and it'll take me there right so let me read off i got some swag here this is not really swag this is more of collateral uh mm-hmm. but let me read off to kind of set the tone here okay so setting the tone about this play set the mood Red Theater Chicago presents the elaborate entrance of Chad Deity. And by the way, I said this to you, mm-hmm. the art, the, the kind of the art of the, like, you know, the website and for the poster, you could say, for mm-hmm. this play. Um, it's half of a ring and there's a man kind of falling that looks like a crossbody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. I For some reason, what popped in my head was like Owen Hart falling, <laughs> kind of, which is not great. But I almost thought it was maybe going to be about that. 
I had no clue what this was going to be about. Right. Right. So one of the things, I don't know if one of the emails or it was probably uh, through a a tweet. I can't remember. Uh, One of the guys that had told me about this play also, he said, you know, these guys actually trained for a while as if they were professional wrestlers. I saw a video on their website that had like behind the scenes stuff of them uh, with mats, like taking bumps and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So they did. Cool. Yeah, that popped into my head right now. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, the art. I don't know. You told me it went hard. I was like, too soon, bro. Too soon. Too, it's way too soon. Always for that. <laughs> but I like the entrance, and like uh-huh. he was trying to make an entrance on that string, and there's like a man falling. Uh huh. I don't know. That's what just popped in my head. It's not about that. It's not the blue blazer. It's not. Yes, it's not the blue blazer. Um, R.I.P. Owen Hart. But let me read this for you. Chad right. Deity is a flashy American satire set in the world of professional entertainment wrestling. Culture and race are distorted and deranged to sell tickets to white bread Americans. True. Um, as Macedonio Guerra, am I saying that right? Yep, Macedonio Guerra. All right. Uh, professional fall guy drop kicks and body slams his way into your heart. The play dissects race, xenophobia, ego, and our moral morale, moral compass, excuse me. Um, uh, topics even. More relevant now than when it premiered eight years ago, which is true. Mm, okay. um, which is a really good thing to bring up. So it's it's about it's about wrestling, but it's about so much more. This play. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Macedonia Guerra. Yeah, and we have we, the actors' names too, which they deserve credit. So we're gonna read those off. Yeah, uh, but he's your main character. He's your main character. He's, he's a luchador. He's he's luchador. He's narrating this, his story. Um, you know how he grew up and how he was able to differentiate you know wrestlers that were wrestlers versus what would you what what was the thing they used so the comparison he was using which was funny because they had some of those wwe toys uh-huh. growing up but he talks about this guy's a wrestler and he, he goes by mace during the play mm-hmm. which is short for macedonia right mm-hmm. um played by alejandro tay so that's the actor that's the actor's actual name uh he talks about growing up in Brooklyn with his brother and his brother, his two yeah. brothers. And he talks about how he would, they, they, he comes from like a poor family or poor family and how he, him and his brothers would watch wrestling on like Saturday morning in their pajamas. And all the toys, some of, they had some of the toys, some of the toys were like made by Vince McMahon and the WWF and they were, they were toys that weren't very like movable or bendable. They were just stuck in kind of these hulky poses. Because mm-hmm. um, that's, you know, back in that, I'm assuming, like that That reminds me, I don't, actually, I can't remember like when they said this play took place or when like the, the what was the time? What was the time period? Mm-hmm. But that kind of reminded me of like the, the Hulk Hogan era, like the late 80s, the early 90s, right? Where right, well, it was have- about people just being big and huge and not necessarily being athletic in the ring. Mm-hmm. So that's what Mace is talking about here. He, th- his brothers loved those toys where he liked, he called them AWA action figures. Mm-hmm. So this is when the AWA was like still around. So probably like mid eighties. Right. And, um, the AWA action figures were like, their joints were bendable and they could like outstretch their arms and hit people and do kicks. And like, he liked those figures better. And it's funny because it translated into Mace's wrestling style. So he works for a company called the wrestling, right? Mm-hmm. T-H-E wrestling, and he's a luchador, so he's very nimble, quick. Um, he can perform a variety of different moves. But then Chad Deity, played by uh, 
I might butcher this, Samaj Miller. Okay. Um, that's the actor's name, Samaj Miller. He plays Chad Deity. Chad uh, Deity's such a good name, by the way. Yeah, it is. It's very like quick and easy to say, and he uh-huh. says it in like a really low voice. Do you want uh-huh. me to do my impression? Go ahead. I'm going to pull the mic away from my mouth a little bit. All right. Yes. Chad Deity. Was that good? <laughs> that was good. Okay, that's how I said it. It was all right. It was all right. <laughs> it was all right. Don't give me too much credit. Okay. Um, he's the world champ in the wrestling, and Chad Deity kind of fits that description of being your your guy who really can't wrestle. He mostly just does clotheslines. Like, he's really buff, um, but he's got that star, like, that charisma. Like, he's your Hulk Hogan. Hulk okay. Hogan. Mm-hmm. Hulk Hogan's, like, charisma, ability on the mic... Tens right across mm-hmm. the board. His in terms of like pure wrestling athleticism, probably not great. You know, like mostly right. like if you watch a Hulkster match. Um, but th- like that's a, that's who Hulk Hogan is. So Chad Deity is like that. Masahiro Ogara is more like a. This is like a stereotypical luchador, but like a Rey Mysterio Jr. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, very quick and nimble. So, and and he has Masahiro Ogara is really good at making people look good. So he's really good at making other wrestlers who are less athletic than him and probably don't deserve those spots on the card. Mm-hmm. He's really good at make at, at selling. He's really good at taking falls. Um, so he jobs. He, he's the jobber, right. so to speak. Like he jobs. A, he's kind of got that Dolph Ziggler, Ty Dillinger syndrome, now kind of with Almas, although Almas did win his match, spoiler alert, at TakeOver. Mm-hmm. Um, like... You're there to to put people over, and that's what Mace is. And Chad Deity is kind of your champ who who does a rainmaker clothesline and has this elaborate entrance where like money falls from the sky. So he's kind of like Okada in a way. <laughs> so Okada is very athletic. Um, he's like a he's like a Hulk, Okada, but Hulk Hogan's athleticism. Uh, well, he has the, he has a charisma, and he mm-hmm. you know his his move set is pretty um, limited. Let's say yeah, it's limited. Um, you know, but he does a power bomb, which is cool. Right, he does a power bomb. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you mentioned Okada, is like he so he comes out with that with those uh, he's making it rain. Yeah, he has uh, this elaborate entrance, uh, looks like the name of the play. Right, right. Chad Diddy Bucks. He's <laughs> <laughs> got Chad Diddy Bucks. I got one of those. Yeah. Um, and and like, but the so the story that that uh, Mace puts you through, mm-hmm. um, like really, um really gives you visuals right with his uh narrating of his stories yeah um and and really makes you think like you know he is the underdog he's the one that's making everybody look good mm-hmm. when is he gonna get his shot right right so you're you're kind of waiting for that for that like when is he gonna get his shot yeah he's uh, like he's torn he's like battling with himself because he's living his dream job just mm-hmm. like Maybe like I'm gonna keep pairing him to Dolph Ziggler because he's kind of like Dolph. Like Dolph Ziggler's ha- had success, but Dolph Ziggler also kind of wants to be like have a run at the WWE title. I would assume. Mm-hmm. I haven't talked to the guy, but I would assume like. But he's never kind of gonna get that stage of like. like he's just, gotten so close. Yeah. And then, right. But mm-hmm. Ma- Monster Nord Garrett hasn't really gotten. Hasn't been like in a main storyline at this point. At least right. I don't think. But he's. He's happy to be there, but he's not happy, and he's really he knows he's awesome at, at wrestling, but he's not happy in like the position that he's kind of put in, which is basically to put people over and make other people look good. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like he should he's like I should be happy where I am, and I am. He's like I am happy, but I know there's like you know he's not satisfied with his role right. in the wrestling. So that's like that's a lot of kind of what happens in 
in this play, he's like kind of struggling with that dynamic. Like, be humble, do your job. Everybody has a role, but hey, like I deserve my comeuppance. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, so the man or the Booker man, the manager, CEO, owner. Um, was it he Eco? was actually played by the understudy. What'd you say? Eco. Eko. 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 Uh, his name was Michael Stock, who did a. F- Absolutely phenomenal job. Yeah, they all, they all everyone did a great job. Every actor in this, but this guy was like, he was a little older, mm-hmm. and he made me feel like kind of your scummy white Booker, like, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and he, he brought he brought um, highlights of comedy throughout the whole show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, he had like these crazy. Oh, he would build. When he would build people, he would build people from just insane like locations. Mm-hmm. And uh, at insane weights and like <laughs> right. things like that, and uh, he was he was he was a good si- he was like comic relief, but he was also the the bad guy on this play. Yep, yep. Um, so was Chad Deity in a sense, but so that that was really cool. To His see inability that. to enter the ring through the ropes. Yeah, couldn't enter <laughs> couldn't enter the ring, and then every time he'd get out of the ring, he'd be like, "I love these guys, I really <laughs> do." And he would point at the actors in the ring. Mm-hmm. He would say that to the crowd, so it was funny. Um, but yeah, so Macedonia Guerra, Chad Didi is a champ. Chad Didi has this awesome entrance, like he said. Uh, Macedonia Guerra stumbles upon, which is basically the, the I guess you could say, uh, the other kind of secondary actor or third main actor in this play, which is VP. Mm-hmm. So VP is... VP, he, he meets him at, you know, at the... Playing basketball with his brothers or yeah, something. Yeah, his brother right? and his brother. His brother and his brother, right. His brother and his brother. Um, and VP, played by, I'm going to really screw this up, Priyak Thakar. Okay. Maybe that's the actor's name. And VP stands for Vindishwa Padawar. Mm-hmm. So the guy's supposed to be, he's an Indian um, of Indian descent in, in, the, uh, in the play. In the, mm-hmm. And he's just like the smooth talker and knows all these different languages. Macedonia stumbles upon him and like tries to get him basically a job in the wrestling and right. one thing that i kind of like that they talk about is the community um like vp is looking for some sort of community mm-hmm. and mace is like we have that and and that's really cool because like wrestling is its own like community like cult that not a lot of people understand which i thought was just really cool because like only wrestlers like like a this is awesome chant is normal to wrestlers but to like regular individuals they think that's weird not yeah. regular individuals, but like people who don't know wrestling. You know so what I mean? during the play, like there were there were some instances where, you know, you're you're caught up in the sto- sto- into the storyline, and and maybe a, this is awesome chant wanted to come out of me, but I was like, no, like we're in a play, <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> so I think they would have been like appreciated it because like, and and a really funny guy who was played by let me say his name David Honigman was the referee. Like, the referee oh. was cracking my ass up uh-huh. uh, during this whole play. Um, he was, like, he was like a little bit vaudevillian. Like, he had very, like, old-school, like, gestures and mannerisms and insane. And his mustache. And his mustache. Uh-huh. And, uh, and he, like, remember when he slid into the ring and did, like, a really old-school count? Like, he slid into oh, the yeah, ring yeah. like a He came fish. out of nowhere, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he's Kinda like, did one, the, two, one of those three. Um, whale slides in. You yeah. Know, and, yeah, and just... Kind of one, two, three. That's it. Yeah, yeah one, was, two, three. He's done. <laughs> that was pretty cool. Yeah, um, I can't remember where I was going with this. What were we talking about? Just um, I was just saying that how during the play, like, 
Oh yes, uh, like there was just some automatic, uh, you know, wrestling chance they wanted to come out. Yes, yes, and um, I reminded myself, I'm like, no, I don't, you know, I don't know if they would have appreciated that or not, but like, I don't know. It just so, so I think that's why I talked about the referee. Yes, mm-hmm. I think the referee would have appreciated it. Mm-hmm. Is what I'm trying to say. But I'm not going to be the one. Like I said, I know the rules of theater. Yeah, I'm not going to be the one to interrupt like that. But they were like looking for like crowd reaction. I think from and I th- just from looking around, like we were some of the younger individuals who were in just that. Yeah, at least this showing of mm-hmm. it. So like I think we could have got away with a chant. <laughs> uh, well. I mean, maybe next time, right? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like one of those... Authentic- and they tried... And they did a really good job of making this like an authentic wrestling play. Like they used the word bump and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, they had all those little details in there. So maybe like tr- if you're listening to this, to this podcast and you want to go, like maybe try, you know, maybe do it at the right time when they ask for like audience participation. Right. But right. you could probably start at this is awesome chant and mm-hmm. get away with it like as a wrestling fan. And I know the referee will, will eat that up. Yeah. I think you would sure. enjoy that. Um, so he, so we're back to the story here, Mason mm-hmm. VP then. And this is when it starts getting like really racist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, how did you feel? I'm going to ask mm-hmm. you, how did you feel? You're Mexican American. Mm-hmm. English is your second language. Yeah. Um, how did you feel about like all the racial stuff that was going on in this play? Um, I, I thought it was, it was needed to tell the story that they wanted to tell. Yep. Um, like, yeah. And they were able to play around with it a little bit too. Which that's okay. Um, I think when you know when when those things are because you can't hide the fact that yeah, like you look at an Indian and then they're gonna put this character on them as a terrorist, right? Like you you got a Mexican and then also you gonna throw a lucha mask on him or right. or you know like you, you see these types of like you know right off the back this is what you are because of this is what you look like. Yeah, and you can like again this is reiterating. I, it probably had to be like the eighties then. I mm-hmm. mean, we could probably look in, in this book that I have, but I don't want to like stop, you know, that mm-hmm. would take me a few seconds and the people listening would probably turn this <laughs> off if they haven't already. But it was set in a time and in a, in a time of wrestling where, yes, unfortunately, we look at it, we look at it now and unfortunately, I mean, but like in the past, I guess it made sense to everyone mm-hmm. or at least the people booking, which is usually a white male like EKO. But is. The inter- so the interesting thing is Chad Didi is a, it's a African-American. Yeah, that's true. So mm-hmm. that was something that caught my eye, right? Like, because they, they do go into, a, you know, the story flows as, you know, VP comes in and he's automatically, you know, like any stereotype you could throw at him from the Middle East, he gets. Yeah. And it's like, but they're all so crossed and inaccurate. And <laughs> yeah. then like, uh, uh, Mace is from, Mace is from Puerto he, Rico. He's from Puerto Rico. And then he's like, oh no, but you're then, a Mexican gun, <laughs> gunslinger. And he's yeah, like, what? exactly. <laughs> So, um, but yeah, and then you have uh, Chad Didi, who's African American, which I thought it was it was cool in a sense. Mm-hmm. But um, they also um, like because then what was the, the the other white guy was Old Glory and uh, Billy uh, Hartland. These are <laughs> all, these are like mid card wrestlers that they had. Yeah, right. It was just a white guy. Uh-huh. So, but yeah, like I, it didn't make me feel uncomfortable. If, I don't know if that's what you were asking, but no, I just uh, thought it was actually yeah. How just it made my you feel. like I think I think it was necessary. Yeah, to to go that way to really tell that story because that's that's where they were going to. Yeah, it's like they made they you know they they end up kind of like it's it's creating a lot of friction that like mace and vp now are trying to make it in the wrestling with these new gimmicks and they're put mm-hmm. with like vp is an indian who's playing a, a muslim and he's called the fundamentalist right and, is, and he doesn't want to be that 
uh, but the you know the mm-hmm. EKO is pretty racist in that sense, and it's in that time where like that was just the thing that was done, and it was it was about these guys trying to trying to get over that hump and make it almost kind of on their own terms, even yeah, though the they're whole, getting like, pigeonholed as these different types of races and, and things that they have to do. What are you going to say? Were you going to say yeah, something? Yeah, just basically they were just mm-hmm. trying to make make it happen, right? Like they, they get this gimmick and they're like, because I think one of, one of the things that VP says is like, but this is not me. Yeah. Right? And mm-hmm. then like, I'm like, 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 yeah, like if it's, you know, you hear this a lot, like if it's not, if the character is not part of you, Right, and you're gonna have a really hard time getting it over. Right. So, but in the storyline, like I guess you know, yeah, uh, the, the the crowd was eating it up. Yeah, it, it's it's exactly right. They that's were seeking that, for heat. That's like a <laughs> that's like a wrestling politic thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're if you're told to do something and it's not like that's not how that's not maybe your race or like that's not part of your character. Or you don't feel like that's you, mm-hmm. but you got to go out there and do it. Like VP kind of had to battle with that, so like. He was being told to cut promos a certain way, and he wasn't doing them. And then there was like, there was some friction, but then they ended up. Yeah, but EKO actually ended up like liking it. Yeah. And uh, but VP VP didn't like that he couldn't like be himself as a wrestler. But that's like a comment. That's like a current thing right now. Like the writers and Vince tell you to do one thing, mm-hmm. and then you got to do another. Right, and then they also go through a a, a, a portion in the in the play where they they show how or they kind of try to explain how certain young wrestlers or 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 wrestlers that are trying to make it into the business they kind of had to go through that um kind of initiation type of thing from from the the older wrestlers right the ones that have paved their way so everybody had to pay their dues um you know in, in this case for vp since he was so fresh and new he had to go through, um, kind of get the respect of of Chad Deedy if he mm-hmm. wanted to even think about, you know, going against them. Yeah, and Chad Deedy almost like kind of shoots on him backstage mm-hmm. to the point where it's like he really hits him, and he says that, you know, yeah, you got you have to earn our respect here and do what you're told and fall in line and and things like that. So it's like wrestling's like very political, and right, it's showing case, like all of these uh, different politics. VP mm-hmm. was not was not a wrestling fan he got pulled into it right right and so he didn't know you know backstage politics or anything like that so he goes into business for himself at times yep and that's what that's causes friction uh in the locker room let's say yeah mm-hmm. yeah um so it, it the play does like a really good job of just using it's funny like it, it's it does what wrestling does like wrestling is just a vehicle to tell a story mm-hmm. like the phrase I've not have I've probably said this before, but like the the it's when you're watching Raw, you're not watching a wrestling show. You're watching a show about wrestling. If that makes sense, like like they're using wrestling to tell different types of stories. Wrestling is like the vehicle in that sense, right? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah it so, makes sense. Um, the play is like doing that the same way. Like the play is telling it. Play, play is basically telling a bunch of different stories about racial discrimination and mm-hmm. like politics and not getting your due or your commitment or your ju- or your justice if you're if you're from a certain place mm-hmm. or have a certain color skin and it's using wrestling it's like it's this whole there's like a me- it's like it's like a dream within a dream it's so meta they're <laughs> I, like i think in the in the pamphlet uh, uh he says and i say he because i don't know who who wrote the mm-hmm. the intro but um it says like i I could like I could draw um 
um, analogy, not analogy, I don't know if that's the right word. Um, he says it here where basically he's saying, you know, the, the last election like was run like a wrestling promotion. It was. We I've I've and, said that before. And, like, and we sort of talked about this. Yeah. I don't know if on on the pod or or off where I've had other conversations with other people where like the debates, mm-hmm. the debates you put those people in like a ring and it's like a wrestling promo. Like they're so ridiculous this past election, but that's true. Do you did you find the quote? It's um yeah, it says my viewpoint does not. Uh, oh, nope, I nope, thought I had found it. But he didn't find anyway, it. Uh, so the guy that wrote, that wrote this was uh, Joseph Galicia. Okay. And uh, yeah, I think I think that's right on. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like the the play is telling you different stories about inequality, injustice, uh, diversity. Yeah. Um, you know, and and it hits all those points uh, through a really well told story i mean i don't want to give the finish no we don't we're not gonna give anything away because they're trying to draw this is about (laughs) the draw you know right we're trying to sell tickets here (laughs) no but uh uh chad dd cuts a really good promo on crispers do you know what a crisper is Uh, oh the crisper yeah yeah Mm -hmm. so and and this is funny because i had a fridge like this growing up like my fridge growing up had the word crisper Mm -hmm. on like a certain like a certain part of the fridge where you put your vegetables, yeah. right? So they like say crisp, and Chad. That was when Chad D is kind of explaining like why he does what he he does, and it's for his son and like things like that. Um, but he was talking about how many crispers he had in his fridge and how he doesn't <laughs> even use his crispers. Uh huh. Um, and he said he had what four crispers. Uh huh. Like he's you know he's making he's making the big bucks, but he's doing it for a good cause, uh, which is for his son. But I just like that analogy of. Mm-hmm. How many crispers you got in your fridge? Yeah. Which is like a funny thing to cut a promo on, and very random and very old school. No fridges like ever have cri- the word crisper. And, and talk about old school. Just a, a, a side little um, observation: the mic comes from the top. Yeah, they do the Ken Kennedy. <laughs> yeah, the King <laughs> the Kennedy, Mr. Mike. Kennedy, Mr. Kennedy, Mike. Uh, I thought that was pretty cool too. Yeah, that was funny. Um, yeah, it's it's back to what I was saying, like. They're telling stories about all those things that we mentioned mm-hmm. by using wrestling and using a stage. Yeah. You know, like the like that would be the 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 main thing you want is the story, but they're using the vehicle of wrestling to tell that and then it, they're putting on a play about wrestling to tell this story. So it's like those are your three layers of different yeah. things that are going on. That's why I was saying it's like a it's like so meta. It's like a dream within mm-hmm. a dream, but uh, once again, ve- wrestling being the vehicle to tell a story, that's what they're doing here. And I was completely satisfied with the play. And Absolutely. Yeah, really, really good acting. Um, and do you have any closing thoughts about this? Or uh, what do you think overall? Like overall, I, th- I thought it was great. I'm telling you, I'm like, I wouldn't mind, you know, going again, uh, you mm-hmm. know, paying my my ticket and Carla's and and checking it out for for a second time, so Carla gets to watch it uh, for the first time. Mm-hmm. We can talk about it. I think it was really well put together. I enjoyed it from beginning to end. Um, and Chad Didi is such a cool name. Chad Didi <laughs> is a cool name. He's a cool guy too. All the actors were cool. Like yeah. we saw Chad Didi in the lobby after Samaj mm-hmm. Miller, and he said, "What's up." Um, and we talked to, I believe his name is uh, Nathan, Nathan Speckman, who I think followed us. Uh, he has a role in this as well. I can't think of exactly what his role is, but he followed us on Twitter. 
Um, and he was a really cool. So the people there, are, they're just really good people. And Nathan's a wrestling fan mm-hmm. and like told me about the Gargano almost match at TakeOver Brooklyn. He's right. like, you got to go watch that. And we're, which we're going to get into later when we, mm-hmm. when we have a guest here and we record more. Because we're doing two recordings today. Yeah. Uh, but this one is specifically about the elaborate entrance of Chad Deity. It is, it's like the perfect time. It's so ironic that this play is happening right now because of not only because of Trump and like him being in the White House, but all the stuff that's happening in like Charlottesville. Like they didn't right. plan that. Mm-hmm. So, like, it was like a really, really good time to have a play about racial equality. And it's cool. It's for the marks that it's about wrestling. And that's really cool. And it runs until September 16th. And, and I think so it's, for, see, it's for see everyone. It's, I mean, it's, yeah, like for some people who might, you know, are casual wrestling fans, but anybody that just enjoys a good play, I think. Yeah, I agree. You know, I think it's 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 for everybody. Yeah. Um, that's why I said the wrestling stuff and like all mm-hmm. that, that's for like the, that's for us. That's that, for the wrestling fans. Mm-hmm. But then also... There was people there who weren't wrestling fans. Like I said, we were the only people who dressed like dress. Well, wrestling fan dresses like they wear shorts and a, and a wrestling t-shirt to these shows, <laughs> right. right? That's what we were dressed in. Uh, but there were so many other people, older people, all different, yeah, all different ages, shapes, races, etc., who came to this play and enjoyed it because it was about all these other different types of topics that yeah. we mentioned. Yeah, and it's for those people as well. And it just you know, before we we wrap up, I do want to. Say that you can get your tickets at redtheater.org. Redtheater.org. And it's usually like every, I think until September 16th, it's usually like every, they do like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday showings. Like we went to a 4 p.m. Sunday showing. Uh huh. Um, so I think like every weekend until September 16th, they're doing, they're doing showings. We don't have the exact dates in front of us, but you can find those on, on the website. So. Right. Don't don't delay, like don't procrastinate, mm-hmm. but definitely go see this, and you got some time to find a date that works for you. What were you gonna say? Sorry. Yeah, I was gonna say if you want, you know, for uh, we'll tweet out the info, and uh, you know, if you want any more info on the play and where to get your tickets, feel free to uh, you know shoot us a tweet. Yeah, hashtag Ch- Chad Deity Shy, Shy. Yeah. is like the hashtag that they're using. We already tweeted out some good stuff. Um, I th- believe Red Theater is at RTC Red Theater. RTC Red Theater, RTC. Oh, I gotta, mm. I gotta look at their handle. But we'll tweet. We've tweeted that out too. Yeah. So we'll if you go to our Twitter, the description as well. <laughs> yes, the description. The description is where you find everything. Mm-hmm. But if you go look at our Twitter as well, like we've been interacting with, with uh, Red Theater, and everybody else, and it was a, this is this is some new different content that you can't get anywhere else, my friend. <laughs> Actually, do you think it's a perfect ten? This show is a perfect 10. Ty yeah. Dillinger. A Ty Dillinger 10. Ty, Ty, um, perfect 10 Macedonio Guerra. <laughs> the, uh, the, the, the everlasting jobber who deserves, deserves a, 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 his run with the title of yeah. the wrestling. Of the wrestling. The I don't know if we'll ever get it. You'll have to go see the play to find out yeah. if Macedonio Guerra ever dethrones yep. Chad Deity. Yep. Yep. Or whoever their current champion is. Who or whoever the current champion is. Maybe... Maybe Old Glory. <laughs> Old Glory makes a run with the title. <laughs> Old Glory. Old Glory cashes in the Straw Dog Theater Money in the Bank briefcase. No, that um, doesn't happen. That was a terrible joke. Hey. Hey. Anything is possible. But uh, yeah, thanks for listening to this episode. Our Twitter, at Two Heels in a Face. That's the number two. Heels in a Face. Two Heels in a Face dot com. 
we have been oh man we've been procrastinating so many posts that we're gonna put up there but they're coming they're coming there's a wave of posts coming (laughs) we're still oh you know what if you listen to this by the time that we were gonna we're gonna post i think in the aw event group because we have a ticket that we still need to give away right for the upcoming aw show uh, with cody rhodes Redefining Defining moments? Glory, de- something, Defining uh, Moment. I don't know what the name of the show is. Mm-hmm. I can't think of it. But it's the one with Cody Rhodes at Bearwind Eagles Club Yep. on August 31st. Yep. And if you want a ticket, um, leave us a review and we'll... On iTunes. On iTunes or SoundCloud, which is still alive. Oh, SoundCloud's got saved. Yeah. We almost lost SoundCloud. Yeah. That when that was happening, I was like downloading all of our MP4s. <laughs> I was like, shit. It was a last minute uh, investor made the save. Yeah. Shout out to uh, the, shout out to the guy who saved the guy <laughs> the the people. It could uh-huh. have been a lady. I don't know. I don't know. The people who saved SoundCloud. Yeah, we're still SoundCloud up and running there. So. so shout out to shout out to Rick Flair. It's still kicking too. Yeah. You Positive know? vibes his way. Okay, <laughs> leave iTunes review hashtag push Paco. If if you leave it now, unless we we're, if we post in the AW event group, which we're probably going to do soon, it's going to be gone. So if you want to go to the show in the Burrow Eagles Club and hang out with us, you might not even sit next to us, but you will be there. Um, and remember, and Modelo Cody comes right along with it. Modelos come with it. Yeah. If you're sitting by us, you're probably going to get a couple <laughs> buckets of Modelos thrown your way. Yep. Um, Come hang out with us. And I think last but not least, I did want to mention something about this show. Oh, yeah. If you go out to the show, um, to the show or the play, I mean, the Chad Didi play, mm-hmm. um, you know, tweet us your pictures what you th- and just, you know, your thoughts on the play. Yeah. We would love to we hear them. We want to know. And yeah. tell them two heels and a face sent you. Yeah, for sure. All right. Thanks for listening to this play and this different, unique type of content. Thank you to... Everyone involved in the elaborate entrance of Chad Deity and Red Theater Chicago for giving your boys press passes to come and cover the show. It was fantastic. And probably after you listen to this, please go listen to the one that we're about to record today at 5 p.m. where we're going to talk about <laughs> SummerSlam TakeOver, wrestling, freelance wrestling, Blood Feud, and go through the buffet line there with a, a guest of mine. So talk to right. you soon.